Hey, it's Jamie Sumner, left guard from 1994-95, and this is the Bunch of Nuts podcast with my boys Dan and Cass. Go Bucks! Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Bunch of Nuts podcast. I'm Dan here with Big Cass. Big Cass, man, we got a, we've got an interesting little episode lined up for us today, don't we? Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. We're in the part of the season, part of our if you want to say it, part of our show where we have nothing to talk about unless something big comes out until July. The draft is this week. Uh, good luck to all. Dan already did, your pre- did the preview. Go check that episode out a couple episodes ago. Any last thoughts you have before the draft takes place? Anything about, like, question, do, uh, where do you think the CJ Slander is coming from? The Indianapolis Colts. You think? I, I think where it's coming from. I really don't think it's just like Justin Fields. I think interstate players, it just, it's clickbait. A lot of it's clickbait just to get Ohio State going because it is. And we're, Ohio State fans are probably the most dramatic and thinking fan base in the country because they will just click on anything. I think it's going to be happy. Yeah, you're going to lose a couple mil, but in the long run, would you rather play for Indianapolis? Or Seattle, I saw potentially. Would you rather play for Houston? Houston was four picks. Today we thought this was Houston was smart, smart organization. Which they're not. You take CJ Stroud at two. You take Jackson Smith at Jigba. I think it's 13, 12 or 13. You take the one challenge in the early in the second round, and then you take Luke Whitebird in the first in the first pick of the third round, and then and then you go out and sign DeAndre Hopkins for a cheap two year deal, and bring your boy back home, and you're set. You're set right there. I don't understand it. The Brady Quay got a slander last week. You know, at first I was like, okay, he deserves this. You know, blah. But then I went back and listened to what he actually had to say. That's the problem is people would listen to us. Outside of where he said, supposedly, he didn't kiss the Manning's ass. He was spot You know, C.J. Stroud, biggest question marks, he would say, outside of the Georgia game, was, you know, spot Other than that, I mean, they question his intelligence with one of those test casts, and I, I just found it interesting because two years ago when Justin Fields was in the draft, he scored like too high on one of those tests, and they were like, well, that means he's not going to work hard. But then C.J. Stroud scores low on the test and be like, oh, he's just dumb. Like, no matter what you score, people are going to complain. And, and the thing is, he didn't really score low. He just scored in the 82nd percentile, which everybody thought he scored in 18% because that's, that's how dumb Americans are. 
and reality. And, and the reality is, I, I these guys, CJ Stroud, uh, Browns, Steelers, and Ravens. It's J.K. Dobbins twice a year. Gets to twice a year when play the Ravens. I have nothing but these guys. These guys, I'm sure Dan would like his Bengals to draft for these guys. I'm sure I'd like the Bengals to draft for these guys, but Thursday night's going to be a huge night. One last, one last question, actually. Do you think Mitch Rossi drafted late? Yes or no? I'm saying he's getting drafted. They am drafted by the Patriots in the seventh round, so why wouldn't you? I mean, some somebody might take a gamble. I think he's getting drafted for some reason. Can I he, think can he be Mister Eleven this year? That'd be pretty definitely, cool. definitely, because he's like he's definitely one of the best fullbacks in college football. Like for today's offense, he's proven he can catch, he can run, he blocks hard. Like he he might honestly be a, a good pick in the NFL. I'm not even kidding, and he can play special teams. I, I would say out of all the guys that are draft eligible, he is not the he'll be most likely the one not get drafted. Could see him get drafted at I'd be hyped. I'd be hyped too. All right. So, Cass, you want to do a fun segment here? Um, let, let's do it, man. I mean, it, Cass brought this up because not much to talk about. And Cass is like, we just want, we want to make an Ohio State coaching staff out of former players. Um, so, like a full staff and everything. Some of these guys, yeah. You, you really went deep, man. Um, I mean, I, I like the. I feel like the no-brainer though to kick it off. Head coach uh, Mike Vrabel, right? I had Luke, I had Luke Fickle. <laughs> Here's why. Here's why Mike Vrabel is really not better able to. He doesn't like. Me. So. Honestly, with Vrabel, you can literally flip a coin who could be the head coach and who's going to be the DC, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Fickle, you have Mike Brady. Yeah. It probably gets a bit tricky because obviously Vrabel and Fickle, teammates, excellent coaches, either one of them could get the job done. For my offensive coordinator, His football IQ is and he took molecular genetics. It's Craig Krenzel, number sixteen, offensive coordinator. I think I'm, he, I'm not, I, I think he'd be a good coach. I really do. I'm going to counter you with. I'm not going to overthink this. Uh, I'm going to go with our current offensive coordinator, play caller Brian Hartline. <laughs> Couldn't think of a better guy for the job. <laughs> I have JT Barrett as my quarterback's coach. Uh, yeah, same. I, I I think that's a good one. This one was hard. Position coach was hard, but just the way he speak, spoke on radio, I thought it was just because the way he spoke, he was on the radio. He could be happy. So, 
So I got at running backs. I got so okay. I, I have um, I have Vrabel head coach, OC Hartline, quarterback Barrett, running back. I'm gonna go with Master Teague. Um, I think he could be a good coach yeah. one day. I, I see that for some reason. I think I would like to see him. He's positive. Like he he he's at least playing in like an NFL training camp. So I, and he's he you know he he was always a good leader. I think he would be a good option at running back coach. I got I got one that's gonna blow your mind. Wide receiver, coach, Braxton Miller. Um, because one, he's obviously played NFL receiver. Two, he co- he you know, he's a good he, like he does some coaching stuff now and everything. Uh, he can help in the passing game though because he was a quarterback. He understands that aspect of it. Also, also, because Zach Smith is still friends with Braxton Miller, like Zach Smith could still be like a mouthpiece and like dude, like that's like Zach Smith is like <laughs> get Zach Smith to basically coach receivers through Braxton Miller. Boom. <laughs> Braxton Miller on the stats. I added this. I added this later earlier, and I forgot to send it to you. Bit later into the. We get down to it. Coach, for me, this was a no-brainer. He was a captain on the team for the national championship year. He's a tough-as-nails guy. He can catch. He can block. Jeff Hart. Ah, that's a good one. Um, I mean, that one makes a lot of sense to me. I, I, I would say probably, yeah, yes. Same, same. Jeff hired me. I mean, that one, that one's very obvious, though. I feel like because he does, like, he's in the media and stuff. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot, coach. I couldn't think of anybody. But Orlando Pace, because he's the greatest tackle ever to play the game of college, college and NFL. I'm sure, he's if he could coach. I'm sure he's a hell of a coach. Just um, kind of tricky for me. Just thought about Nick Mangle. Uh, for offensive line coach, I had or I had just um, flip a coin. So they both get the they both get the offer the job. Our boy Jamie Sumner and TJ Downing, <laughs> and they just flip a coin. They both flip a coin to determine who gets it. One of those two. There you go. I mean, we wouldn't be wrong with either one of them. You would not be. That'd be a good offensive line. <laughs> Defense coordinator had Mike Vrabel. I mean, like, again, we could flip. I'm sure Luke Fickle is your defensive coordinator. I mean, it, it could be either or. Either. Unless you throw some curveball here and I, I swing and miss. No, I mean, you're right. If it's a line, and don't get me wrong, I would love to put Chase Young in the buses. Honestly, Cam Hayward is the better speaker, and it would be a better coach than those guys. And I almost put John Seifert as well. I went Cam Hayward as defensive line coach. So I'm I'm gonna move I'm gonna move this guy to defensive line. He he's not a defensive line coach. But I think he's going to be a great coach. 
and, and it's a it's similar similar area. I'm gonna move um, James Laurinaitis to the defensive line coach. DC is Luke Fickle though, obviously. Um, I just want to make that clear. Um, defensive line is James Laurinaitis, and then I'm gonna kind of shock you with this one. Linebacker coach, I like I like Raquan McMillan. I think that would be he would be a great coach one day. I, he has like coach written all over him for yeah. some reason. I almost said Joshua Perry too. Joshua Perry. I could see that. Linebackers coach, I'm going with James Laurinaitis. I just think I mean he's gonna be our linebackers coach soon, not already. Cornerbacks mm-hmm. uh, coach, Sean Springs, one of the best. Um, safeties coach. Those are my. I went old school with some of my guys too. You did. Oh man, this is tough. Uh, well. <clears throat> this is a really tough one for me, man. Because there's so many good guys to pick from. <laughs> um, safeties. Jordan, I feel like Jordan Fuller is always the answer. <laughs> I don't know why. No, I, I like he, him too. He, I like him too, but yeah. Um, cornerback coach, I, I have a, I have a crazy one, and we tried to get him on the show before. Um, it just hasn't happened. I know he does some like athletic performance stuff, but Travis Howard, DBs. Yeah, let's see it. Nate Ebner, <laughs> just because uh, he got drafted as a special teams player. He'd be a heck of a coach. So thought about Andy Groom. Uh, the, the dude that was on uh, Buckeye Fever, Ben Buchanan, Ben Buchanan. It's really tough. I mean, special teams. I got, I got, I got the guy who's done it all. Uh, Demario McCall, special teams coach. <laughs> He'd be a great special teams coach because that man has played every position on special teams, offense, defense, besides like quarterback, it feels like. So he knows like that's a good special teams coach. He just got to know a, a lot about everything, I feel like. Great coach. This is a no-brainer. Anthony Schlegel, strength and conditioning coach. I mean, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I mean, I would obviously, obviously Anthony Schlegel. You could also, Bobby Carpenter would be an interesting yeah. strength coach. You can't deny, like, he knows how to not, like, he could, he, I think he would perform very well. That man is fit. Uh, recruiting coordinator, Evan Spencer. Just think Evan Spencer fits that. I mean, I, I feel like we should just put him on staff at this point, just Cardale and just, Pay him. <laughs> yeah. He basically does it unpaid. Yeah. Actually does it with the foundation. Yeah, or I don't know if that's what's more I, enticing. I don't know what this I don't know what this position is called for CJ Barnett. Dude that the black stripe award the black stripe. 
updates on social media. I called it talent relations, but I know it's not. I know it's not that. That's like mentor. <laughs> it has something to do with the analyst. CJ Barnett. No, not CJ Barnett. Is that CJ Barnett? The for, yeah, the former cop. Yeah, CJ Barnett. Job title at Ohio State. I thought about putting him at safety too, because he like that makes sense, but I just I thought Jordan Fuller was a better pick. Director Director of Player Development. Director of player development. See, uh, is uh, I had Braxton Miller. Oh, okay, okay. If whoever was Mark Pantone, who would you want as your Mark Pantone? Ben Spencer and recruiting coordinator. Is that Pan- I thought Pantone's player personnel. Player personnel. Oh, player personnel. Oh. Like the GM. Air person. Maybe put Braxton there because he's not really a hype guy. You know what I mean? I would say this one's going to blow your mind, and you have to take him at like. Like obviously, this is this is in the world where like this man has free time. This man like can do this if he could do this. Justin Fields. <laughs> Player personnel, Braxton Miller. I'm going Justin Fields because I just think what he did with the leadership through COVID. Uh, you saw, you know, how he's led the Bears and everything. The man knows football. He's a smart dude. The uh, Antonio. Chris Grant, the director of player development. That's a great pick. Yeah. Yeah. Great pick. I forgot. Yes. Marking that down because I plan on trying to get a graphic out for both the both. Let's get this because I, I want Twitter reaction. See what you know what Twitter would say. I think we'd get a great reaction. Ohio State football coach, coaching staff, coach. So director of player personnel with Braxton Curtis Grant. It's good right there. I like it. I like it, man. But, all right. Let's work on the graphic. But in the meantime, um, as you know, we are part of uh, a new poll um, on Twitter, boy, everyone. Um, it, it's a great poll, the best poll. Um, our boy, Diances Miller, I, can't, I just butchered his name. He runs it. It's, you know, podcasterpoll.com. It's um, the amateur poll, we call it, um, hosted by our boy. Um, and, and, you know, he wanted us to do some questions. Um, 
just about how I answered the first poll. So, Cass, I'm gonna let you answer some of these questions. Okay. Um, I, I'm, uh, he gave us like 30. I've I've written back some, uh, but I'm just gonna pick and choose for you. Yeah. Um. Does can Notre Dame be successful in 2023? Absolutely. Is a absolutely. And what what would define success for you? I think uh, looking at their schedule, I think. Right there, I put a graphic out. I sent it to you. Teams that I think can make the college football. I think with state on their schedule in you know week four, schedule right now. Take it, master. Take it off of them. I just think for day with Sam Hartman, I mean, losing Lorenzo Styles is interesting to me, but I mean, it, listen to this. They're going to be 4 0 before they play State. They got Navy, Tennessee State, at NC State, Central Michigan. They play against Ohio State, which is a loss. They, they have potentially, they play three. Those teams I talked about in those nine. They play Clemson at Clemson. They play USC at home and Ohio State at home. So if they get great quarterback, if he stays healthy on Sam Hartman, they have a solid defense. They have just very good success. For what they this year, I think New Year's six, two losses is is right there with them. I think I think they does a one loss does a one loss Notre Dame team to Ohio State get in? Yeah. Because you they think? beat Beat Clemson and USC. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I think it all comes down to Sam Hartman's development. So I think their ceiling is their ceiling is eleven wins, but their I think their floor is nine. I think looking at their schedule outside of USC, Clemson, and Ohio State, I don't see a loss. I really don't. I like it. Um, all right. Another one, Cass. Who wins the Big 12 and why, in your opinion? I think Texas runs away with it. I, I really do. I think I think the Big 12 is so weak. We don't get out of Cincinnati, BYU, UCF. They're going to finally get the rat. I think they get the power. Big 12, I, I, Texas is the by far the best team, skill wise on paper too. I just think another year was ten years is how good he looked in the spring. The offense, the defense is still pretty questionable. I I think Texas wins pretty handily in that in that conference. Uh is Texas back? Is another question. That's a good segue. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. I would say no. I would say they just had a they had that one really good game against Alabama, but Alabama was not good last year. So um it's kinda like a okay, I guess. Um I, I'm still not sold on Texas. I think and that doesn't mean Quinn Ewers, Arch Manning, whoever they have back there is not gonna throw for tons of yards. It's just um it's a team sport football. 
<laughs> I just don't think Texas is a full team right now. Just like, just like, and I will own this. I don't think Washington is a full team in my opinion. I just think they have, you know, Michael Penix Jr. Just like I think Texas just has Quinn Ewers. And I don't know. I'm not a big fan of Texas. Well, Texas is also one of those nine teams that I haven't been possible getting a college football playoff just because they're in the Big 12. And I also just because, you know, their schedule. Well, I, for me, for me, man, I'm just gonna take a rant. I'm gonna take a random team like Baylor to win the Big Twelve. I, I can see that happening again. Yeah. Um, everyone, another question was because I I left K State, um, I believe, out of the top twenty five completely, and they're like, oh, how could you do that? And uh, it, it's simple to me. They lost Deuce Vaughn, <laughs> like, like that's the best player Kansas State has had in years. They just lost it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not – and they want to know – another question they specifically ask on this – on this um, where we got it from the podcast or our podcaster friends is, um, was TCU a one-year wonder? Oh, yeah. I, I agree. agree. Say they just lost their coordinator to Clemson. Mm-hmm. So mm. – Sonny Dykes is a good coach, but they're a one-year wonder. Now, contend for a Big 12 championship? Yeah, absolutely. I think they're good coaches, but... They'll, they'll contend, but they're going to get everyone's best shot. They're not going to sneak up on people. Do they find you a 2016 Washington team? You're so good. You got to the playoffs. And now, you're going to fall off. No, they remind me of 2013 Auburn a little bit. Speaking of Auburn, hey, did you know they are the fastest? Um, they are the fastest fan dropping in the nation. They've lost more fans than any other team in the nation in the last five years. That's sad. Tiger. Poor Tiger fans. They were so mighty. It shows you how like quick it can happen, man. Too that the D game is so much better than the Iron. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cass, is this the strongest the three teams atop the Big Ten have been at the same time in recent memory? Is a question they've asked us. The jury's still out. Today. I, I would say no as well because of the year where um, well, 2015, I feel like, because Michigan, Michigan, Ohio State, State Michigan State, that, yeah. I mean, all three of those teams are pretty loaded. 27, Michigan, it was just Penn State, Ohio State, 2018, State, Ohio State. How good. 2018, oh, 2018. Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan. It's pretty solid. They were all at the top eight. Yeah, I would say. None of them got in the playoff, though. Yeah. That's because Ohio State, I mean, Ohio State's lost to Purdue. Ohio State, I mean, Ohio State beat Michigan. Well, you know, this year. No, this year was the best year, actually, because it was. Michigan yeah. State, Ohio State both got in the playoff. Then Penn State won the Rose Bowl. What are we saying? This year was the best year by far. Yeah, 2022 was the best. Uh, I can't believe that. 
<laughs> it took us that long to register, but yeah, no, I don't know. Unless it beats last year, I don't, I don't think so. Actually, that's tough. It, it comes down to the game. Last year, Penn State team was really good. I just want to say that. I just want to give them their flowers. That was a very, very good team who, honestly, if you think about it, Cass, that Penn State team doesn't collapse in the fourth quarter. They're in the playoff. I guess Ohio State. They take Ohio State's spot. Like, if that team beat Ohio State that day at home, they – Think about it. It was a a three-point game against Michigan. Yeah. Crazy, crazy man. That was a very good Penn State team last year. No one, no one. Only the Penn State fans are going to say that, but like, it's the truth. I'm checking something because didn't Michigan just have a transfer starter to up the transfer board? Uh, a couple. Not as much as Colorado, though. <laughs> Tatum. I'm just going on the record here. Separate to the poll, I just want to answer this while Cass is looking at whatever he needs to look at. I think Colorado is going to be the most overrated team, most overhyped team. They're going to go five and seven, maybe six and six. I looked at the schedule. They play TCU like week one. TCU is winning that. Like, no way Colorado is winning that. Which, by the way, if you're Michigan, how did you lose two starting wide receivers in the this year, Andro Anthony jumped. In. We forgot about how he jumped in the to. They didn't use him right. Andrew Anthony needs to go to like Texas Tech or North Carolina. Okay, here it is. Receiver. It's just crazy. It's crazy. But thanks. I just had a question today about guy said that. Ryan Day will be fired if he doesn't beat Michigan this year. I don't think that's the case. He doesn't like Ryan Day as a coach, and I'm like, and he's like, and then I tried to tell him, he's like, look, he's like, well, it's a different day and age. I was like, yeah, but John Cooper went two nine and against Michigan. He didn't get fired. He had too much money. And Ryan, I honestly, I think we're going to beat him this year. I really do. Because I think Michigan is going to be so hyped this year. Michigan is going to be. Even, all right. Even if we don't beat them this year, I'm not. I'm not trying to run Ryan Day out of town. <laughs> like, but he is he's still. See, It will, but I'm not running the guy out of town because he has done a lot so far. It, it, you know, he. If we can show Holtman all that grace, I'm not. I'm not running Ryan Day out of town before you know Holtman gets it from me. That, that's just my opinion. I just think. I don't know. 
I, I, when you make a national championship, you've been to you know the playoff consistently. You've won the Big Ten a bunch of times. Having two down and down years, they're not they're not down down. It's you won a Rose Bowl and you didn't win. A, you lost to your arch rival and didn't win a playoff game. Down still, I, that's a that's that's the best like year in a program history. Sometimes <laughs> and no matter if win or lose that game, we're gonna be in the playoffs. Yeah. We gotta win. Because Ohio win State's game. an institution. Yes, we gotta win the game. Also, big game boomer. You know why I like to pick on this guy because his takes are getting bad. His takes are getting bad. I know that Alabama's that question by quarterback. To sit there and say, let me see. Let's see. Seven and five football team. They went to the Sugar Bowl the SEC championship with with Mike Sims as their quarterback. Are you kidding me? Big game. They have a kid on their defense named Kool-Aid. Come on. Bama. Bama That's a great, great name. Bama is not going 7-5. I'm sorry. Big game boomer. Just because your Oakland Sooners stank Quit making these audacious, stupid takes. And I like you. You're a good dude. We've had you in the pod. Come on, to sit here and say that Alabama and Nick Saban will go 7-5. and five. Big game, Boomer. Oh, you know, honestly, man, I kind of side with him here. I, I don't think Bama's going to be that good. I I just – they're not going to go 7-5, and five, but oh. I can see – I can see nine and three, man. I can see nine and three, which is like their season. They're they're pro- if they go nine and three, that program's coming off the rails down there. They're gonna riot in Tuscaloosa, man. Nine and three is more plausible than seven and five, and I still don't think they'll go nine and three. Ten- I like where his head's at. I like I like where his head's at. We need more of that. We need Bama to go seven and but you five. Know what? How- Somebody keeps screenshotting this guy's. Quote. Tweet. This big game boomer's tweet is all in the locker room in Tuscaloosa because he probably just pissed Nick Saban off, and now we're going to probably see the best team we've seen in years. <laughs> we need to we we need to make some Ohio State propaganda, like have have them tweet out like Ohio State's going to go one and eleven, and just put put it in the locker room to get them motivated. Today and that wasn't even about. Man, by the way, turn off the freaking Mets game because they were losing. TJ Friedel just walks out and plays against the Texas Rangers. I'm- Did he? I th- I had I have Diaz. Who got the one? Was it Diaz? I think it was Diaz. Right? It was the closer. Alexis Diaz who got the win, I think. Right, Cass? ESPN has not. ESPN has not predicted. Bottom ninth one out. Please, hold on, I'm checking. I just got a tweet. The Reds' Twitter account just tweeted out. Yeah, Diaz got the win for sure if they won. Let's go! Fantasy, baby! 
I love fantasy baseball. Just side tangent. Um, you know, we're not we're a football and basketball show, but like I just love baseball. But uh, it's like it, it really just kind of makes the time fly by. It does because I can't wait till July and August when college football. That's all I got. That's all I got. Too. We finished a little earlier than expected today. I'm impressed. I'm impressed too. My rant about big game number and funny. I like it. But that's all I got too, man. So as always, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Bunch of Nuts podcast. Uh, um, good luck to all the Buckeyes in the NFL draft this weekend. It's uh, hopefully, you know, they all go where they need to go and, you know, get get a lot of money. Week, we don't know. Go Bucks. Go, go Bucks.